Don't be shy, cause I Life won't bring you down too far This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Do you know what? Walked in your office, about to sit down to do it in your office and you went, do you know what? Let's get outside. Hey, why would we do it indo indoors in front of a wall when we can be out here on the ceremonious final week of fight camp? It's very emotional, Coogan. So I'm very proud of this behind me and I want to show it off for one last week. And can I just, before we start, I have to, pr I mean, do you rate these specs? Because I did an interview on Sky Sports News earlier and I've been getting a bit of stick. Uh, quite a few people thought I looked like Terry Tibbs. Do you remember that, Geezer? Talk to me. I got a Lamborghini 440. Talk to me. Maserati. Maserati for sale. Yeah. What so, makes them? They're Gucci, mate. They're Gucci. But I thought, when I was in the shop, I tried them on. I don't, you know, when you go into those expensive shops, I think there's something with the mirrors. That whatever you put on, like if it's clothes, you look a bit slimmer, and if it's glasses, you Do look you know a bit cooler. Fluorescent lighting. Is that what it is? Mm. Because I've I've actually put things on in the shop before and got home in my mirrors and gone, what the fuck? And actually, these were a bit like that. When I put these on this morning, I thought you look like a complete bellend. But when I was in the shop, I thought I looked like something off the catwalk from Milan. And here you are, still with them on. Yeah. Why not, mate? Why not? Uh, yeah, well, let's just have a little reflection on mm. on the weekend as well, full of ups and downs. Oh, amazing, uh, yeah. Who have you spoke to about your fighters that have lost? Um, uh, not your fighters, but have you spoke to anyone since... Just the... really here, and Shannon. I spoke to Shannon quite a bit, just yeah. like messages and that. Just She was gutted, mate, gutted. I mean, look, you know her quite well, and she's very friendly with some of the team here as well, and everyone was gutted for Shannon. You know, and when I went into the change room, and I just said after, like, she's, she's quite... You know, she's quite punchy, isn't she, Shannon? She don't mince her words. She believes she won the fight. And she believes she won the fight. She doesn't believe outside of the first and the eighth round, she doesn't think she lost a round. I think she's got a good argument. I had it a draw. I had it 5-3 in rounds and 10-8, obviously, uh, in the first round. So, but for me, as disappointing as it is to lose, she showed me more in that fight than, you know, Fucking hell, this wasp. You know what? I got bit by a wasp for the first time last week. You're right. Yeah, but I think now that... I think since I've sort of got myself in unbelievable condition and obviously taken my body fat down to like 8%, they seem to be all over me. Anyway, um, she showed me that she can really fight and she showed me what sometimes you don't find out for a long time, which is she has a good chin and she has a lot of heart. So for me, as, as devastating as she is... And this is a reflection of all fighters not worrying about losing the O, and we'll come on to Eric Donovan shortly. I think she's in a better position now than she was before the fight. And as weird as that sounds, like what is that, a true. fifth fight? Something like that? Fifth, sixth fight? Sixth fight. Sixth fight? Like, I think you, you're a bigger star now, and I think you have more value now than you did on Thursday. It's stopped risen, isn't it? It has, I think yeah. so. Um, and same with Eric Donovan. I mean, look at Eric, you know, I've not spoke, I, I messaged him on Saturday or Sunday and I spoke to him here, same thing. You know, Eric Donovan, no disrespect, wasn't really going anywhere. I mean, it's a very ballsy move, even by Zelfa Barrett and Steve Wood and Pat to take that fight because 
Everyone knew how good he was, but no one knew who he was. Now people are saying, what a fighter. Do you know what I mean? So I just said to him, look, go down to featherweight, um, you know, and we'll, we'll give you another opportunity, whether that's coming back in an eight-rounder or whether that's fighting a Jordan Gill or a Reese Bellotti or whoever, you know. But I, I like, I'm a bit of a softy, really, underneath it, you know. And I like good people. I like people who I believe deserve opportunities. I like people who work hard. I like, I like to give people opportunities to to see if they can fulfill their dreams, as cheesy as it sounds. And, you know, Eric Donovan was someone who I got to know a bit last week and thought was a great guy, great personality, talked great, and, and found out to be a great fighter as well. So looking forward to having him back. And for Shannon, you know, I think the rematch is important to have. Uh, whether that's in the next fight or whether that's the one after the next fight, plenty of time. But Rachel Ball can fight. I mean, Rachel Ball could fight for a world title. And she might win a world title, who knows, against a champion. You know, and this this thing about women's boxing, specifically over two rounds, is so crash bang wallop. Literally anything can happen. I mean, you saw Brackhouse and McCaskey on Saturday. Such a tough fight to score because literally they're just at it for two rounds. You know, so we've seen three fights there: Harper Jonas, Ball Courtney, and Brackhouse McCaskill, which I couldn't even score. I think like. Every one of those could have gone either way. So I know that people are calling for three minute rounds, but also it's very exciting that format as well. Um, we just, we'll, we'll come into that card now uh, in Toulouse. Well, also Tulsa as well. <laughs> what did I call it? Well, Toulouse was on the Sunday, but Tulsa was Saturday we went there. Is there an actual place called Toulouse? Well, I'm not, not aware oh, of I'm thinking one, of Tuscaloosa, that's where Wild was from. <laughs> Is that where Wilder's from? Something like that, Tuscaloosa. yeah. Tuscaloosa, yeah. Sorry, Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, um, yeah. first of all, I suppose you could regard it as a shock, McCaskill. Yeah, Brighton I think House. so. I mean, she was definitely the underdog in the fight. Very close fight. I sat up and watched it at, God blimey, half four in the morning. And I, when the bell went, I was like, blimey. You know, the, the, the more precise punching and probably the better technique coming from McCaskill sorry from Brackhouse and the the more action and the more work rate coming from Jessica McCaskill so I guess it was what you liked and two of those judges clearly liked the work rate of Jessica McCaskill the other judge scored it a draw I don't want to sit on the fence but like that's probably how I would have scored it as well um, and a major result you know Jessica McCaskill who is just phenomenal you know flew over here to fight Katie Taylor once for the world lightweight title gave her probably her toughest fight at that point, came back, beat Farias for the WBC 140 title, uh, unified it against Esteshi, and then ended up going up to welterweight to win the undisputed. You know those belts that Brackhouse has accumulated over all those years. She just grabbed them on one night. You know, a bit like the Pursuons got the opportunities to do it on Saturday. So, yeah, it was a major win and a major shake-up of, of women's boxing. I suppose you've got to give Katie Taylor more credit for the McCaskill win now, haven't you? Katie Taylor's always consistently boxed good fighters. You know, she boxed McCaskill. Uh, she boxed Bustos in America. It was a tough fight. She beat, was it a stetch for the, uh, I keep getting those two mixed up, for the WBA title. Then she fought the WBO champion as well in Philadelphia. Then she boxed Cindy Serrano. She boxed uh, Eva Wallstrom before that. She boxed, obviously, um, 
Hassoun, and she's fighting her again. She boxed Leonard too at 140 pounds. It's a really, she's a handful. Like, you know, she's, and McCaskill's, McCaskill is all action. You know, over two minutes. It's not always the prettiest from McCaskill, but mate, she does not stop. And she didn't stop in the Katie Taylor fight. She's a real roughhouse. And she's gone up from 135 to 147 pounds, you know? So um, she deserves a lot of credit, and it's a great story. Great story. I don't know if you saw the interview, the clip of her interview. You know, it's. And by the way, Brackhouse is so classy. So classy. Not one moan about the decision. She probably thought she won the fight. Not one moan about the decision. You know, she talked about passing the torch. She's excited for Jessica McCaskill. But I think now the dust has settled. Now she'll start talking about the possibility of a rematch. And, you know, that could be something for later in the year as well. Um, strange fight for Madrimov. Oh, mate. What a war. I Have mean, you watched it? Yeah. Well, I've seen. I've seen the relevant clips from it. But. Wait, it was unbelievable. So Eric Walker, to give you the background, really good fighter. I mean, I believe he was in prison for six years or eight years or something like this. Boxed in prison, 60 and one or something like that, in like the, on the prison boxing scene circuit, which they have in there. And came out, was in contender, really well-schooled American fighter. So Madrimov had about three or four weeks camp with Joel Diaz. And just to give you the picture behind the scene, World of Boxing and Vadim Kornilov, friend of mine, his manager, I say they didn't want the fight, but they basically said to me, Eddie, he's had a three or four week camp. And I said, listen, there's not a lot of opportunities to fight this year. There's a slot there. If you're up for it, we can do the fight with Eric Walker. And I think Joel Diaz thought, oh, 12 rounds, final eliminator. Anyway, they went for it. But they sort of said to me, if we lose, it's on you. Right, I was like, cheers for that. Anyway, Walker came out, fantastic fighter. You know, really outboxed Madrimov for the first, I don't know, two, three rounds. Madrimov starts stepping on the gas, busting up Walker to the body, just basically body hunting for two or three rounds. Gets to like the sixth round. Madrimov's out. He cannot, he's knackered, knackered, right? And Walker's hitting him with everything. After coming back, Walker looked like he was going to be stopped in those first four rounds. Come back, all of a sudden, Walker looks like he's going to stop Madrimov. Anyway, Madrimov gets through there, finds his wind in the eighth round. Ninth round, boom, monstrous left hook. As he does, you know, steps one way, flies in with that left hook. And as he's knocked him out, basically knocked him out cold, he's just gone with the momentum and his shoulders touched Walker's shoulder, and Walker's gone down. I mean, not unconscious, but borderline, under the ropes. And the ref, as he's done that, the ref's gone, no knockdown. Everyone's gone, you are? He says, no knockdown. You pushed him over with your shoulder. He's like, what, after I knocked him spark out? Anyway, so he's on the floor, oh, rolling around. Gets up, gets, takes his knee. The ref gives him the, the, the five minute break, which is allowed for, foul or whatever it wasn't even a foul I don't think it was called a foul but he's obviously like he's borderline I say concussed but he's just been pretty much knocked out so now they're saying to him go to the scorecards ninth round I mean I had Madrimov two or three up by this point but still could be quite close anyway the ref is just talking to the fighter the ref's not talking to the doctor he's not really talking to the corner team and the fighter's saying oh I'm, I'm busy I'm whatever I don't think he knew what to do and then they said, you can go to the scorecards if you want, or you can carry on. I just thought, Walker's going to go to the scorecards, isn't he? Like, easy way out. Fair play to Walker. He went, no, I'll carry on. Anyway, he carried on. 
Uh, Madrimov threw the kitchen sink out. I think he had him over in the 11th. He had a point deducted in the 11th. Madrimov. Anyway, got the... It was a war, absolute war. But strange referee. And you've got to be careful. Get a fighter hurt like that and allowing him to carry on the fight. Should have been, should have been a Madrimov KO9 knockout. But I said to Madrimov after, I know the prep weren't great and I know that it wasn't the ideal time to take a fight. But let me tell you, that experience makes you ready for a world title. You can't just go in there and be knocking people out in two rounds, three rounds, six rounds who aren't world-class level. Walker's a world-class level fighter. And he had an absolute 12 round, when his tank emptied, when he got hit by every shot in the book. These are the tests you have to pass before you go on and fight for the world title. So whether there's one more for Madrimov in between, I'm happy for him now to go and get his shot at the world title. And that's what we'll be pushing. He's a mandatory for the winner of Charlo against Rosario. And that's what we want. So I guess he'll have to have one more fight in between. But we just have to keep pushing the WBA now for the shot. And he's he's only going to get better and better. Fucking exciting. Isn't Fucking it? unbelievable. Probably the, one of the most exciting fighters in the world right now, Madrimov. Um, okay. So, you made some comments on Sky Sports News today, was it? Mm. Regarding Dillian White and, and Joshua. Is that why you come over? No. I always do an interview every week. Touchy. A few days. Touchy. Every few days. Every day. When are you going in the bubble? Tomorrow. Okay. When do you go? Tomorrow. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, I made some comments. These are the comments that I made. Go on. People said from Fury's team, we are not fighting Dillian White. So I said, well, if you don't fight Dillian White, you're going to be stripped to your world title. And then I said, and by the way, Anthony Joshua wants to win the WBC world title because he wants all, won all the belts. He wants to be undisputed, right? So if Tyson Fury vacates the belt, AJ can't win the WBC belt. So therefore, he'll fight Dillian White for the WBC belt. Does anyone not understand how... And you can criticise the comments, but click your brain into gear, or get a brain to start with, and start looking at the scenario. You can't moan that Dillian White has been waiting a thousand days for a world title shot, and when finally the WBC goes, you know what, you're right. So the winner of Wilder has to fight Fury, no exceptions. And then moan that Fury's got to fight him. He's mandatory. And by the way, the comments are, oh, if Wilder's not ready this year, or the fight can't be made, Fury's not waiting, he'll fight this year. Well, fight Dillian White if he can beat Povetkin. He's the mandatory. Why wouldn't you fight him? It's a massive fight. That's two million pay-per-view buys. Go on. Is it? Give, oh, right, on. give me the questions okay. like you hated my guts and you thought I was a complete and utter prick. Give me the questions. Right, first of all, can you have an undisputed fight with no. a WBC franchise title? No. So, I mean... Unless Fury's holding that And by belt. the way, part of the resolution and the argument is you can't make Fury Wilder the franchise champion. The winner has to fight Dillian White. Not they'll be elevated so they avoid it. Right? So that's part of the agreement. So now ask me, another, ask me a question. That, that question don't even work because he's not going to be the franchise champion. Okay, I'm just putting it out there. Go on, give me another one. So, 
Yeah, but where's your headspace with this? Because you've got... You... My headspace is Dillian White has to get his shot. I want to make the understanding. So, okay, you, all right, are you telling me Dillian White versus Fury or Joshua comes ahead of Joshua and Fury for you? But it has to because of what the WBC has ordered. Right. So, in answer to your question, if Anthony Joshua wants to fight Tyson Fury for the, well, so it can't even be for the undisputed Tilly's box, Dillian White, Fury can vacate the belt. All right? Basically, if Fury beats Wilder in November, December, he's got two options. Fight Dillian White or vacate the title. Right? So, the question is, is if Tyson Fury vacates the WBC title, will Anthony Joshua still fight him? Quite possibly, yes. Will it be undisputed? No. Does AJ want to be undisputed? That's the whole thing he wants, you know? So what, are, what? Okay. So what's more important to Joshua out of the two situations? Only the undisputed. So it's not necessarily what the undisputed over the Fury fight. It's never been about Fury. He wanted to fight Wilder for ye like since he had the WBC title. As soon as Fury beat him, Josh wants to fight Wilder. A Fury. Do you know what I mean? He, by the way, he still wants to fight Fury, belt or no belt, and he, that's his decision. He may say, "Do you but know his what? His priority is to be undisputed." Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But listen, I can't speak for him on that behalf. He may, I may say to him, Dillian White's a WBC world champion. You can fight him for the undisputed or you can fight Fury and Fury's a, the ring magazine champion. What do you want to do? He may choose Fury. But I know the whole point of what we've been doing for all this time is to try and become undisputed. So if all of a sudden AJ can fight Dillian for the undisputed championship, do you not think he'd do that? I mean, I don't... It's not, I've seen loads of people about the, the interview on Sky, oh, like going, literally losing their shit. It's like, just have a breath and simplify the situation. We've got the same problem with Usyk, potentially. Do you know what I mean? Usyk's got to fight Chisora. If, if, if uh, Usyk beats him, we might not be allowed to put the WBO on the line. Do you know what I mean? This is, if this happens next year, it's not really the spirit. If it's Fury But things can get worked out, Coogan. But all I'm saying to you is, it's been made very clear, the winner of Wilder, Fury, has to fight the winner of White Povetkin. To be honest with you, if Povetkin wins, they might give him some leeway because it's not the same legal situation as it is with Dillian White because of how long it's been going on. But by the way, Povetkin's had a right touch. He could come in, spark Dillian White and be <coughs> mandatory challenger. So, all right, let's do a, a, a case scenario if Wilder wins. Mm -hmm. Wilder beats Fury. He's got to fight Dillian White. He's got to fight Dillian White. So, but does that change any of, like, it's exactly the same for either fighter for you? Yeah. Listen, I want to do the undisputed heavyweight championship at the world. <clears throat> but, you know, you can't win, can you? After people are moaning that Dillian White's not got his opportunity, when are you going to get Dillian White his opportunity? And after people are saying, oh no, don't worry about Dillian White, just make Fury against AJ. Yeah, I get that. But I can't, it's, I, I haven't made the ruling that Fury, Wilder, winner must fight Dillian White. That ruling was made by the WBC. Would you, if Dillian wins this week, would you risk him out again before that no. mandatory? No. He shouldn't be fighting Povetkin. He's absolutely mad to be fighting Povetkin. Yeah, but you don't know when that date could be next year. Yeah, but why would you fight Povetkin? 
No, just right. take it. I'll like, give him a ten rounder. Right, okay, but the perfecting fight's happening. What I'm saying to you is between. No, I don't think you should fight. No. What even if you've he's no, got you just sit on it? You just push. You just goad. You just go out every day drumming. What if banging that's like eight months, nine months? But then it's eight months, nine months. Listen, if he wants to fight, he's welcome to. But I don't. You know, I just Dillian's taking risk after risk. Now, don't forget, he was mandatory when he rematched Derek Chisora. He was mandatory when he, number one, when he boxed Joseph Parker. He was number one when he came off the deck and beat Oscar Rivas. And now he's number one when he's fighting Alexander Povetkin. It's a hell of a run. And he boxed Maris Wack in the middle, but that was a keep busy fight. But that's why people love Dillian White. You know, when you think about it, look at the fights that Dillian White has headlined on pay-per-view. Joseph Parker, Chisora 2, and Oscar Rivas. Three fucking absolute wars. You know what you're going to get. And you know what you're going to get with White against Povetkin. You're going to get a brutal war. Funny how clobber he had on, wasn't it? Terrible. Would you, would you wear but, that? Well, no. But would you tell him it was terrible? No. no. In fact, I was thinking about firing in a text saying, Oh, Alex, glad you got here. By the way, love to get up. Have you seen that film? What's it called? The Guy Ritchie film. Layer cake. The gentleman. No. They wear similar tracksuits in that. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good story. Good story. Good yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be telling him. I might tell him that you slagged it off though. Do it. Is that alright? Not too much though. Just in a joke. Say, way. Eddie Hearn said, "Thumbs down to your." No, I don't say that, mate. Just no. say Eddie Hearn said he likes your outfits. Thinks you're all great guys. You see him? Yeah. Imagine going off with them in a bar. <laughs> They'd clear the place out in no. about three minutes. What, what's the update regarding Camp White in the Winnebago? So we've got... T I've ordered two Winnebagos. Two? They're, they're, I suppose they're called motorhomes, aren't they? Mm. Or is that the same thing? Yeah, motorhomes. Yeah, two of them. So they'll be bolted on to the hotel in the bubble. Yeah. Basically, you know how you've got the back area of the hotel, yeah. which we've got exclusively? They'll just be there, so it can't. We're not losing walk. any of the cricket pitch, though. No, you're not. It's not affecting the cricket pitch. That was a, definitely taken into consideration. How close? Vetkin's really good at cricket as well. Really? Yeah. Played for Russia. Making that's that not a joke. He was the opening batsman for the Russian cricket team. No, mate. All right, check it out. Oh well. How close are the motorhomes together? Right next to each other. They're not. They're not both in them. Povetkin's in the hotel. Right, so why have you got two? One's for cooking, and the other one's for sleeping and chilling out. Oh, so Dillian White's got yes. two? Oh, I was going to say, I thought you might add one for him and one for him. No, what, next to each other? Yeah, that's what I thought. No. That's why I was getting excited. No. Um, yeah, well, huge week. First pay-per-view event yes. in this country. First pay-per-view event since last December. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, since Joshua Ruiz. Since Joshua Ruiz. Yeah. Um, Card is now set. Obviously, mm -hmm. Alan Babbage and, and Winters. Good fight, yeah. Uh, your last addition to the. That might be a mistake as well. I mean, what's Babbage had? Three fights? Yeah. He's fighting Winters, who had a good fight with Joseph Parker last time out. He's got a couple of big wins on his record. I think that's a dangerous fight for Babbage, but Dillian White seems to think that he's a quality fighter, and I think it'll be a great tear up. Um, listen, Cullen against Chelly. It's just going to be absolute carnage, to be honest with you. 10 rounds, super middleweight. Jack Cullen, always in great fights. His fight with Felix Cash was amazing. And, and Chelly, 
just loves having a tear up. So I think that's going to be fantastic. I think Clay Congo's gone under the radar a little bit. I think we've got to hype that one up a little bit this week. It's a great fight. I think that'll pick up this week. Yeah, but it's a, it's a great fight. Two um, very, very good British welterweights. And an important fight, to be honest with you, for the division domestically. And they hate each other, which is always great. Uh, for you especially. And then look, you've got Taylor Pasoon too. Um, which again, that's going to be super icy. And then you've got White Povetkin. So I'm really confident. I think it will do really well. Is the card as good as what you planned out for? Originally? Yeah, because I never planned for Taylor Pasoon. So I think if I did Taylor against Serrano or Taylor against you know, another opponent, I probably would have added one more fight. But we've only really got space on air from 7pm for five fights anyway. So yeah, I think... Taylor, once you've got White Povetkin and Taylor Pursuant too, I mean, it's, you know, and by the way, the other three are all 50 50 fights. You know, you get some people, I say 50 50 fights, and they go, well, he's 4 to 1, he's what? When you look at the betting odds for the weekend, I think the biggest outsider, I think Povetkin's 3 to 1. And I think that's the biggest outsider for the week. I might be wrong. You'll probably get some anorak who wants to beat himself off and DM me all night going, oh, fucking hell, it ain't 3 to 1, it's 4 to 1. Um, so, but, like, you have to ask, you know, and you still, listen, I mean, how many years have we been going with, oh, I ain't, that ain't pay-per-view, I ain't buying that. Ask yourself this, White Revas did solid numbers. Is, that was, and that was Brown, sorry, that was Dillian White against Oscar Revas and Dave Allen against David Price. Right? Is that bigger or smaller than Povetkin against White for the WBC Interim World Championship for the mandatory slot against the winner of Wilder Fury and the rematch of Taylor Pursuant 2, the fight of the year in June in June 1st? Which is bigger? Yeah, but the heavyweights always do better numbers. No, they don't. What they don't? You don't know what you're talking about. What I don't know what I'm talking about? No. You're telling me when you put on cards with heavyweights... Oh, no, I'm telling you this. What do you think is a bigger fight that does bigger numbers? The rematch of Taylor Pursuant 2 right. or Dave Allen against David Price? Okay, yes. Okay, that was what I'm okay, saying. Okay, So therefore, I'll ask you again. What's bigger? White Revas and Dave Allen against Dave Price or White Povetkin? The card you're doing this week is clearly bigger. Yes. Okay. So therefore, I'm confident because the White Revas numbers were good. In fact, Dillian White's a big pay-per-view draw. The Parker numbers were massive. Uh, White Parker. I mean, massive, not AJ massive, but for over 300,000 buyers. Same with Chisora against uh, White. Uh, Rivas, White was mid 200s. So I'm really confident. And I think this would, I think we can do over 300,000 buyers here. Um, You'd be happy with that? Yeah, I would be. Yeah. I think, again, look, we know that on the one hand, people aren't, you know, as probably as economically comfortable as they were three, six months ago, but it, for a night of boxing when you're not going out I mean you know long gone are the days when you're out going out getting pissed going to a club get so really get the barbecue on have a night home I think, I think it'll do really really well and I think the whole fight camp project has been such a big success especially based on and I don't mean any disrespect to the fighters we've had so far but not huge names you know not household names and it's been a massive success. So now we culminate this brilliant project with huge names and an unbelievable card. So I think it will do really, really well. And again, I go back to tell me a pay-per-view that you weren't happy with, that you moaned at. I haven't been moaned at for a pay-per-view post-pay-per-view since... Bellew Cleverly. Yeah. 
one always springs to mind. Yeah, that was a long time ago, Goo. Yeah. Did you, when you look on that card, do you know the name? Fucking that unbelievable. Were on that card? So, do you remember? So, Bell You Cleverly, De Gale boxed on that card, yeah. didn't he? De Gale Dugley. George Groves on that yes. card? No, George Groves against Dugley. Yes. De Gale boxed, can't remember. Callum Smith. Yes. H.A. AJ, yeah. Scott Quigg defending his world title, yeah. Jamie McDonald defending yeah. his world title. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, but that was, um, I did get moaned at for that. Probably moment, in terms of stars on a show, you probably haven't no, since haven't. then. That was the biggest card top to bottom no, I've ever done on pay-per-view. But I got so much stick for that card because the main event was, you know, didn't work out. So, yeah, I, I think I've got a very good pay-per-view track record. And if you're, you know, moaning about not buying it, again, don't buy it, but I believe you're going to get great value for money. You know, we're going treble fold on the production this week. You know, and look, somehow we've got probably 100 grand's worth of fireworks we've got to pay for. So, you know what I mean? We need a bit of help. 100 bags on no, fireworks? No, no, it's a bit of an exaggeration. But it's pretty extreme this week, to be fair. Um, what's the weather forecasted for this? Good, mate. Week? 24, sunny. How did the rain hold mate, out the Unbelievable. There was people two minutes down the road, they said they were underwater. We got not even really a speck of water. Uh, looks good, looks a bit up and down the next couple of days and then nice and sunny for the weekend. So, it's been, it's been honestly, mate, I can't tell you, coming here, doing these shows, and then on the Monday, coming back to the office, it's, I'm so proud to come out and, and look at what we've created here. And I think that, honestly, as you know, you know, I'm, double Larry and always blow my own trumpet but this is the best thing to come out of live sport since the lockdown tell me a better project tell me a better concept honestly are you actually asking me or no just... well you don't know anything so but if, you know I'm talking to you tell me a better project tell me a better concept than this don't exist it's been unbelievable and that's why I was going to extend it through September but I just feel that I don't want to milk it because you know me, I don't milk anything. Um, and I don't feel like, I feel like after White Povetkin, it will be so special to think that, I mean, can you believe, Coop, that White and Povetkin are fighting there? You know, for all the fights you've watched at Fight Camp, to think that those two fights, Taylor Pursuit and what, will be, will be watching it there. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be unfucking believable so I'm very proud and I want to I want to wrap it up on Saturday night I want to sit here after and just have a couple of beers and look at it while they take the whole thing down and think you know what that was a project and a moment we will never forget let's talk about post fight camp what's going on in September so we're looking at going September 12 September 26 um, and we won't be here we'll be inside a venue which we'll talk about soon. Again, it's another quirky idea that we're working on. Um, and then October, we return, you know, we're due to go into Wales early October. I'm not sure that's gonna be possible, but we are definitely planning on the Newcastle event having some kind of crowd there. This is all subject to, you know, the, the way we seem to be progressing at the moment. But the, listen, the Newcastle show will happen with or without a crowd. And I believe we'll have a crowd in for that Newcastle show of some of some sort. Are you doing any of the tests for boxing in September? Like uh, I don't think there's like an official test event, but we will be writing to the government and seeing if we can get people even into our September events. 
September 12th. 26th, yeah, they're the provisional dates at the moment. Okay, both in London? Uh, no, probably not actually. Okay, any idea who could feature on any of this? Yeah, Joshua Boatsy, he's due to headline uh, September 12th. Chantelle Cameron, trying to make her for a world title. Obviously, you've got McCaskill now stepping up. She was unified at that weight class, so I think uh, Chantelle Cameron will be fighting for a world title. Um, loads of other people to get out on those cards. Obviously, Selby Cambosis, can we make that fight 26th or do we have to go to Wales for that fight as well? You've got Connor Ben to schedule, Richard Riakpour coming back. Um, you know, And then we've got to start thinking about Billy Joe, Callum Smith, Josh Warrington. You know. Luke Campbell is a fight we want to try and do in the UK, so against Ryan Garcia. So lots to schedule, lots to schedule. Next American show? Uh, it'll be possibly September 26th, and that will be either Devin Haney or it'll be Estrada, Chocolatito. Um, could be pushed to October 3rd because of the Showtime event on the 26th, um, but we just finalise it at the moment. And then we go got two in October, November, December, and then obviously subject to crowds returning over there as well. Could you just run through Saturday's schedule? Like the timings of the fights? 7pm we go live on Sky Sports Box Office, Sky Sports Main Event and Sky One. Okay, we've got half an hour free view. We'll kick off the fights about 10 past quarter past seven. I'm either going to go Babich Winters or Chelly against Cullen, first off. What do you think? I mean, Chelly Cullen is going to be filth. Filth. Babich Winters, the thing is with the heavyweights, is anyone can clean each other out any time. So I'm thinking, let's start about ten past quarter past seven, give you three or four rounds of a Chelly against Cullen war, and then know that you've got to flick over to the pay-per-view at half seven. That's what I'm thinking about. So probably Cullen v Chelly. Babich v Winters, Clay against Congo, Taylor Pursoon and White against Povetkin. Taylor Pursoon probably in the ring about half nine, something like that. Uh, nine, no, between nine and half nine, and Dillian White between 10 and 10.30, first bell. Well, thank you, no thank you. You know, I mean, obviously, we couldn't have done it without you. I mean, that's, you know. Thanks. No, you, I'm talking about you. I mean, obviously, listen, you. I mean, we could never do it without you, you are, you are the, the heartbeat of the sport, but you, Coogan, this, none of this would have been possible without you. I thought that. Mm. I did think that. But I will say one thing, I do need to say, I do appreciate what you've done for IFL TV. Oh, I thought you were going to say the sport. This last few weeks. Okay, and the sport as well? No, no, oh, right. just, just, just you. No, not just me, but just what you've done, because... I appreciate you, and I appreciate you. And I hope you appreciate what we've done because I appreciate what you're doing. You put me up in your hotel. Well, back to you now, are we? Yeah, you put me up in your well, hotel. We were having a moment. I know, but I'm just talking about me, me and okay, you now. Yeah. Just put you up late. in a hotel, yeah. Put me up in an hotel. Pay for all your accommodation, pay for all your grub. You still get 500 pound a week no, as well. No, that's a lie. I'm never ever gonna admit <laughs> to that because that's an absolute lie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been good, so. It's been amazing. Look, it's a nice way to keep boxing relevant back this Saturday's event, I promise you. It'd be unbelievable. Big, big moment. You've got AJ Povetkin, take, you know, the whole card. Sorry, White Povetkin. You've got AJ there. You can just, actually, can you film that? So you see that, can you get that where Sky's presentation are? Yeah. 
sort of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's yeah. where AJ will be. Then yeah. swing it to the ring beside me. That's where White will be. So White. if all goes well and White can do the business against Povetkin, hold on to your fucking hats. Right, I've got a quick question then. Cool. So on Saturday, mm -hmm. hold on, let me just position you back. On Saturday, I can't get to him, can I? He's out of the bubble area, AJ. So he doesn't have to be tested, along with people that who else will be here who are not tested. Within the five metre bubble area, everyone's tested. So you will be tested. So you can't go where you go in the bubble, changing rooms around the media bit, etc., and then cross over to see those people. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So you can't interview AJ. But how do you get to AJ? I won't. I mean, I can see him. I can. You can go over to him, and I can go. All right, mate. Like, but you can't be within two meters of him and interact with him. Can't mate. I interview him from two meters away? Maybe. All right, mate. Like something like that. It's better than nothing. Maybe. What about the end of the night? That I, I believe once the night is over. Yeah, that, yeah, maybe. But again, I don't think he really wants to talk to you, mate. To be honest. Oh, Hold on to your hats, baby. This Saturday. Do you know what I want to happen? Seriously. What? I want it to all kick off and everyone smash fire camp up. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, listen, mate. Just for it to go. It's off. all going down on Sunday, so I don't mind a little roll around, a few chairs going everywhere. Listen, I won't rule it out. We'll see. Let's get the fight on first. White Povetkin, he must win. Must, must win. Massive challenge. Povetkin's bang up for it. Bang up for it. See you in the bubble. Will do. See you fight camp. Don't miss it, people. Build up all this week. Course on IFL, but more importantly, and a much better platform, Matchroom Boxing YouTube. Approaching approaching 200,000 subscribers. Cheers. All right, but always, enjoy yourself. Keep smiling. Stay happy. Thanks for the support.